Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, crappy quiz and a slight tangent. World Cup B is growing on me. (laughs) (laughs) As a name. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. The News Round on Off the Ball. With Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Now you're welcome along. Great show on the way. So, Dan McDonnell is along for the football show. Liverpool against Chelsea on the Premier League menu this evening. We have a slight tangent between 8 and 9 o'clock. All manner of wonderful things to talk about. So, that's on the way between 8 and 9. And then, of course, as Richie McCormick well knows, it is Masters Week. It is Masters Tuesday. So, Paul McGinley is with us this hour to preview... Uh, one of the more hotly anticipated Masters in recent memory. Michael McCarthy here in studio. Hello. All right, Joe. How are things? Happy Masters Tuesday to you, Richie McCormick. Champions Dinner Night, of course. Rich, don't need to tell you that. I'm bursting with fruit flavour, Joe. Mm-hmm. First story, what's Scheffler? I know you told me it was old news yesterday, Joe, but for the masses, I presume Richie is bringing us uh, what Scheffler is serving. Is it your first story, Rich? Or Sadly not, Joe. Sadly not. What was the, was the monkey blood somebody had before? What was that stuff that somebody had on their master's dinner when the South African lads? I was going to say, <laughs> straight away, I said, that's one of the South yeah. Africans. Charles Warsaw. Uh So, Scheffler is having a Scotty-style cheeseburger. Scotty-style, <laughs> as in he's named it after himself. Yeah. He's not that type, really. I think oh, someone's taking liberties there. Some firecracker shrimp, some tortilla soup. These are all starters, I think. Texas ribeye steak is the main or you can have blackened redfish okay Texas ribeye steak is the main and then for dessert warm chocolate chip skillet cookie (laughs) you got there in the end (laughs) some kind of chocolate dish okay dessert that's what Scotty has gone for will there be tension will Phil say something the Texas steak sounds nice I have to say ribeye yeah no good is Sergio going to have a bust up with somebody? These are all the uh, bits and pieces which will hopefully leak out in real time. Is it the most uh, frosty golf has ever been in a kind of a mass scale? We've had like one-on-one issues and even Kupka and Deshambo a few years ago and players have always hated each other. But for it to be almost this sort of uh, invasion-style storyline where the live guys are coming in on the PGA turf such a weird thing I kind of wonder are they just sort of like all over they've just they all known each other forever and it doesn't matter I think that's the actual reality even Brooks Kepka, who's pretty honest was interviewed yesterday and he said it's been fine Cam Smith another live player he said he didn't know what to expect but it's been the usual hugs high fives like you take Dustin Johnson who's on the live uh, tour He's hanging out with McElroy playing golf all the time. Anyway, they're all this. They're all living in Florida. They're all members in the same five golf clubs. They see each other all the time. It's a bit like the Manchester City players and the Liverpool players dropping their kids off to school. They have far more in common with each other than the other 99%. Yeah. So it's like a game respects game. Now, there, look, there is a bit of tension because, you know, Liv are suing the PGA Tour and that's an aspect of this. But in the main, it's been fine. Like, there's the full spectrum. Take Rory as a perfect example as the most high-profile PGA Tour proponent. So Dustin Johnson, relationship as good as ever. They're hanging out all the time. Dustin Johnson being a live player. You have Patrick Reed, a live player. 
never bosom buddies in the first place. This certainly hasn't brought them closer together. And then, to be fair, the occasional example of uh, the Sergio Garcia McElroy relationship, mm. that has been a casualty of live. They've gone from being pretty tight, Sergio at Rory's wedding, Ryder Cup partners to trading insults in the media. But it's because of the trading insults in the media, as, as opposed to Sergio... Uh, fecking off to live like you know what I mean There's that, that's the difference like yeah so it's uh, neither of them can keep their mouth shut I'll especially it'll, Sergio it'll be the first question I'll ask Paul McGinley how contentious has it all okay. been so that's on the way at half past seven the tea times are in by the way if you're interested so we'll get to them very shortly uh, a few texts before we get started there is other sport on this week as well Joe go on no just uh, there's Premier League tonight for example is this well, about Villa again Mick Chelsea are playing Liverpool. Well, Villa are playing. I mean, I wasn't going to say, Richie, you know. After the fool they made of me last night. To uh, jump in on the big talking point. Uh, Lads, is it just me or is the Harry Kane hate way overblown? It just seems everyone wants to jump on him, says Jason in Cork. Is he getting lots I'd of happily hate? jump on him. Is he? Has well, he, he been, jumps he, on other players and then gets frees for it. Normally. Is he persona non grata? I think he's getting a lot of kind of internet abuse, yeah, because the, the Sky highlighted his uh, like. What did you see? What happened? Like the Corey probably rightly sent off, but you yeah. want to get hit in the face a lot harder to go down in the way he did. Seamus Coleman ran over and had words with him um, while he was lying on the ground acting dead, which I, I appreciated. I feel like Harry Kane shouldn't get specific abuse for this and neither should any individual player but I would like the narrative of analysis on it to be a little bit more like we've talked about we only talked about this last week I think but like, you know, like this this idea that it's okay to pretend you're dead because you got a little smack in the face where does that come from when does that become an acceptable way to behave forever why it's about winning but sure what's winning about it like getting someone sent off fine he would have been sent off anyway it happened right in front of a linesman stop degrading yourself by lying on the ground and acting like you're hurt in the pre-VAR era he may not have been sent off if Kane didn't hit the deck and so Kane is you know he's he's he's, he's immersed excuses excuses no, footballers don't never do anything wrong it's always it's always the system that they're in it's like Harry Kane should have more respect for himself <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, no, it, look, it is embarrassing. But as Gary Neville said afterwards, in the dressing room, if he was in your dressing room, you'd all be saying, well done, you got him sent off. Nice job. We yeah, exactly. The That's the problem. It's about being a professional. Ah, I'm sick of this. This is the problem. You see, it's, not, it's, it's about the fact that we all backslap everything that these people do. Therefore, it's okay. So, so therefore, bad behaviour is No, I wouldn't backslap everything. I wouldn't uh, applaud Roy Keane for what he did to Haaland. Okay. Grant, but Pep goading the Liverpool players was okay. Uh, he was lost you know, in the moment. Kane diving and pretending he's hurt when he isn't is okay. You it's, know, these it's, things it's are okay. They're not, cheating. It's all cheating. Like, he's allowed to hit the deck. It's not cheating. cheating it is cheating. It's too There's nothing that was done to him that would make him do that. Honestly, he, if I punched you in the head now, whoa. There isn't a hope in hell you would, <laughs> no matter how hard I hit you, and it wouldn't be the tap of the face that the core I gave you. There's not a hope in hell that you would go down, like, on your stomach lying like you're dead on the ground but if it was there's on a, a football pitch I would hit the deck to get you sent off but yeah but you'd be there's a way of, there's a way know. of reeling away there's a way of reeling away from that incident like with your hands up going whoa whoa he just like touched me in the face whatever that would have equally as much effect in drawing attention to what the Curry did and again he probably did deserve to go for what he did yeah. um, but you can draw attention to it in a way that doesn't make you look so much like a dope to be honest I would say it was more cynical than cheating if I can draw that distinction what's the difference it's a, a cheating seems like a more pernicious premeditated 
thing. It's yeah. Lance Armstrong's a cheat. I don't think Harry Kane is a cheat. Okay. Mm. So, so the, actually, one of the discussions today, I was going to say, why, to the texter's point, why is Harry Kane getting such a particular hard time for something that literally everybody does? Yeah. You know, in fairness. I think is, and someone was saying to me in the office today, is the sense that Kane has been kind of getting away with it for years. And that Kane is a very cynical footballer. And he is that player who backs into the player and nearly tries to kill them by knocking them 360, you know, a, a red card in rugby to get a free kick for himself. Yeah. We've highlighted that before. It has been highlighted before, I should say. Um, there's a few different things with Kane he dies for penalties he goes down like a ton of bricks when he's hit by a, a much smaller man and a tap in the face for example and it felt like there was just a moment where it was like hold on Harry Kane was in the wrong here and it was like oh there was almost a celebration that Jamie Carragher was uh, was finally calling I'm, it out I'm, I'm not saying that what Kane did was admirable I just think you just think a, it's fine he's a hard nosed professional doing what needs to be done and it's not cheating in the guise of taking it performance is. enhancing drugs. Yeah. It's part of the dark sorry, There's levels of, to everything. Yeah, there, like, well, and I'm just looking for a distinction. I think yeah. when you say cheating, I bristle at cheating. We have to reserve that word but for But there's more to serious. cheating than taking drugs. Like, you know, there's, know, just, there's know, levels of things. Like, yeah. So you, you, for you, you're saying Harry Kane's a cheat. No, I'm not saying he's actually like as in like that. That defines him. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that last night by jumping to the ground in a way that like I I just think it's a condoned thing in modern football. So yeah, it's like sure. take Kane out of it. It is condoned. But I'm saying it is. It's absolutely cheating. Like yeah, it's I, pretending to be injured by somebody hitting you in the face. You know, mm. but you're not injured, so it's cheating. Yeah, I just I can't get that exercised by it. I think it's embarrassing for him, but it's also hard nosed pro. People understand why he did it. It's fine. You do yeah. seem a bit exercised by it now. Just having a discussion. You threatened to punch me in the head. I mean, don't worry if I didn't threaten to punch you in the head. <laughs> I just said if I did. I actually put myself down. I said if I did, there's no way I would knock you out. <laughs> Can we try this? <laughs> Come on, we'll, we'll, we'll I, save it for. I assure tangent. you, I have a glass chin. You'd, I'd hit the deck in no time. Well, Harry Kane has a glass chin. I, there's, not, there's another part of me, and we'll move on. There's another part of me that's also fascinated by the culture that kind of like is the backslapping is for him pretending he's dead as opposed to uh, as opposed to standing up to somebody kind of coming at him. That, that's a, that is a strange one for me. Like, you know, like in John Giles' day, if somebody hits you in the face, you're hitting them back, you know, and you'd be damned with the red card. That's why you've been, that, that, like, what you did wrong was, like, and almost not be would, professional. Would you... No, there's a part of me, this isn't me criticising it, this is me saying no, that no. I'm fascinated by that so change do, in do, culture. Uh, like, do you find the Maradona hand of God despicable? Um, Despicable. Cheating. I think that's too strong a word, but it is, of course it's cheating. It was cheating. Yeah. Thierry Henry was cheating. You get away with it. It's not the end of the world. I wouldn't be banning them. Okay. You know? But I, I feel but like... But I'm talking you, about more... But I feel like you have was a, widely a, castigated I, I for that. Like, but whereas like Kane is being protected and being... Oh, being he's, but he's, he's being he's pilloried, no? told that he's fine. Yeah, but I'm saying in certain quarters, in you certain and Gary quarters, Neville me and Gary. Are, are saying that, like, fair play to him. That's the game. And that that's my issue. It's not necessarily anything that he did. Because, again, that is the game, unfortunately. And, uh, as a less kind of emotive question it will be interesting to see if players who have only existed in a VAR world now don't dive that like see I think yeah. in Kane's case it was a very instinctive oh hand on face hit the deck I've been schooled in this for 20 years I know what to do yeah. I wonder if uh, in the knowledge of VAR he'll think I no longer have to make an absolute fool of myself and Decore will be sent off it's just a, a, a philosophical point I wonder yeah. will we see that change it would be nice yeah mm. 
Although at the same time, there is a there is a not to go back on everything I've said for the last ten minutes, but would you trust a referee or a VAR official to actually not take the easy way out? Well, no comment. <laughs> uh, Anonymous says, Mick, why don't you just stop watching football? Why? I think he's implying you're very exercised by it in a negative way. But sure, I'm not. I love I, like I, I love watching football, so I, I don't want to see that part of the game. Is that not a problem? No, you're, is, you're is right. that a problem? Uh, it's always so satisfying when the English media turn on their captain. Kane was a disgrace yesterday, says Robert and <laughs> Goal. Joe Malloy, you've lost your moral. He's had a compass. go at both Kane and the English media for turning on Kane there, and that one two sentence text. That's a piece of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've lost your moral compass. It is cheating, says Anonymous. I get that. <laughs> and then Bob and Artane, monkey blood. So full <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> the news round is brought to you with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon night edition available now. For anyone just tuning in, don't worry about the monkey blood. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No animals were harmed, etc. Uh, so Chelsea Liverpool this evening. It's the idea of Charles Schwartzel ringing one out into a bowl at the head of the table. Anyway, uh, after Sunday's sacking of uh, Graham Potter, Bruno Saltora is in temporary charge of Chelsea for tonight's visit of Liverpool to Stamford Bridge, bringing it through the Chelsea team to start. Uh, Kepa Ariza Balaga starts in goal. Wesley Fofana, Kaladu Koulibaly and Marco Correa are their back three. Across the midfields, it is Rhys James, Enzo Fernandez, N'Golo Kante, uh, Mateo Kovacic and Ben Chilwell. João Felix is in support of Kai Havertz. Plenty of changes for Liverpool uh, Virgil van Dijk misses out through illness a host of others are dropped to the bench so Alisson starts in goal they've got a back four of Joe Gomez Joel Matip Ibrahim Akanate and Costas Tsimikas Fabinho Jordan Henderson and Curtis Jones comprise their midfield and it's a front three then of Diogo Jota Darwin Nunez and Roberto Firmino Adam Sadler and Mike Stowell take the reins at Leicester for their game with Aston Villa that follows the dismissal of Brendan Rodgers on Sunday having dented the European hopes of Fulham at the weekend Bournemouth are looking to do similar to Brighton big Evan Ferguson starts up front for the Seagulls tonight and Ellen Road hosts the meeting of struggling pair Leeds and Nottingham Forest here we go big Evan Ferguson so like Richie said very busy evening Bournemouth Brighton Leeds Nottingham Forest Leicester against high flying Aston Villa and then Chelsea Liverpool is 8 o'clock we will keep you updated right the way through until 10 o'clock why are you looking at me like that I, I don't know <laughs> I feel very attacked here I have to say over the course of this uh, monkey gland sauce there we go Charles Schwarzel uh, served at his uh, dinner uh, it's, um, I'm on its Wikipedia page here monkey gland <laughs> sauce has its origins in South Africa it's been featured as a restaurant item since the 1930s becoming a South African restaurant and fast food staple condiment it's a sweet tangy Thick, sweet and tangy sauce, dark in colour. It is unfortunately not made of anything to do with monkeys. It is a mixture of chutney and tomato sauce. Oh, really? It sounds, yeah. like, it sounds like tamarind sauce. Have you ever had tamarind sauce on its own? No. It's like brown sauce, essentially. But yeah, it's kind I, of... I was just about to say monkey gland sauce. If it was what I uh, suspected mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. We are gross, the things we eat. <laughs> we In are this the case, worst. it's chutney oh. tomato sauce with onions, is, vinegar, garlic and shock- Worcestershire sauce. But we eat some shocking... Yeah. Uh, well, what's pudding aspects of animals, don't we? Well, the only other is, blood, is, the only like so I looked up monkey blood and did the uh, uh, for the masters and it was like there was monkey gland sauce yeah. and there monkey was blood sausage, sausage which you know my brother blood sausage a lot worse if you my, think about my it. My youngest brother did his transition year work experience I think by dint of not um being proactive in uh, applying to the usual places. So he, he ended up doing it in the local butchers. And uh, certainly from his few weeks there, he came home and never ate pudding again. Well, you wouldn't. I've seen it being made on one of those like Rick Stein in Spain things. And yeah. it's like, it's 
It's hideous. It's like clotted what blood, blood, basically, is it? it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, yeah, pretty much. Has, is our resident South African SKG in the office, by the he way? Is, yeah, he is, yeah. tried Monkey Clan sauce. Just from about Monkey yeah. Clan. Ask SKG. Apparently he's on strike. Ask him the weird things he eats out there. He eats, eats biltong. Ask him about biltong. He's constantly banging on about that. Frank in Limerick. Why are we not criticising Decore for losing the head? It doesn't matter what Kane did in this instance. All this morality nonsense. The Everton player that his team down says Frank in Limerick. And I think Everton showed that as well. Sean Deutsch wasn't interested in talking to him. Seamus Coleman was telling him to get off the pitch when he was protesting. True. I think the Everton players and, and management knew that it was a complete balls up by Decore and he deserved to go. But, you know, that's by the by. Anonymous text in. This has a slight tangent written all over it. Uh, I know this may be a childish uh, question, but what is your yeah. dream sporting event to win? Is it the Masters or is it Wimbledon? Masters I'd prefer them Wimbledon it's a good question though they're very on a par aren't they Masters by a mile not just because I prefer golf but I mean the perks of winning the Masters are endless like Larry, Larry <laughs> Mize is a pretty great tournament to win oh, but Larry Mize is literally playing this year's Masters like Pat Cash is not playing Wimbledon <laughs> nor does he want Pat, to but you're Pat an all-time Cash's, member yeah. you get, you are, you're a member yeah, of membership. the All England Club for life you go and play Augusta as well whenever you want yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'll, I'll take the Pat Cash I feel oh, like over, yeah. over Sandy oh, Loyal. Over being Sandy Loyal, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what absolutely. though? They don't get to go and play in the tournament fair enough, not that they want it. Part. But there is there is a kind of a I'd feel that there's a nice kind of ex champions vibe to Wimbledon every year. Mm. They seem to swan around totally. the place, pop in to Sue, although not Sue anymore, sadly. Yeah. On the BBC yeah. coverage Who's and there. I don't know who's taking it. It will be Claire, Claire Claire's after getting the big gig. That's right. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Um, <laughs> <Jeez>. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think to play in the Masters every year for the rest of your life yeah. as long as you want to. I think there's a golf bias there. I I would pick the Masters, but I think you're by a mile is showing a golf bias, but which Augusta, is understandable. Augusta is a billion times more exclusive than Wimbledon as two respective clubs. Yeah. Like if me and you had to set out in life to try and play at Wimbledon, I mean not in the tournament, or try and get around at Augusta, we'd never get to Augusta. Fair enough. Is Wimbledon... Is Augusta in a class of its own? I do agree it's in a class of its own, but is it as far ahead of the US Open and the, the Open as Wimbledon is of the other tennis grand slams? So. I mean, the purists would say, oh no, it's the Open Championship, yeah. that's the one, but I think it's the Masters, by the okay. Because uh, even Padraig Carrington uh, was on Golf Weekly today, holding Here court. I would recommend it highly. And I was just asking him, if you were to try and get out and have a round at Augusta, you know, say, I w- can you call the lads up and say, me and my son fancy going out and playing. He's a three-time major in a project, aren't Yeah. He said, no. Really? Yeah. Uh, we would have to have two members with us well. to get my son out as well. Now, if I was a tour pro still preparing to play in the Masters in a few weeks' time, I could get out. But in terms of bringing a family member, you've got to know members. And he was mentioning a couple of Irish members that he knows. But I mean, three-time major winner. He can't just ring the lads up and say, I'd love to bring my son out and play the course. Fair enough. Whereas Pat Cash... Well, look, <laughs> poor old Pat Cash is getting a terrible going over I was here. just thinking Larry Mize 87, Pat Cash yeah, 87. Yeah, yeah. Pat Cash can bring his uh, his family out to Wimbledon Centre Court to drop a hat, I'd say, no? Well, you'd say. We have no idea. But like, what, but they're, they're like literally, it's weird that they're one of or two of the only sports whereby you can play on the turf on which the competition yeah. is held. Like, it's like uh, you're not getting on Centre Court or number one, but you can definitely play on the outside courts if you're a member of Wimbledon. Well, certainly like golf and tennis are two of the only sports whereby you can Literally trot the there. same sod yeah. that, that the others do you're not going out and playing a game at Wembley for the crack like of, of a Wednesday afternoon uh, you're not going out and playing in Twickenham uh, for the crack either Like it's, yeah. um, it's an interesting one 
we can agree they'd be two nice events to win. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, man. Anyhow. The hospitality suites. And, oh, Jesus. That's all I want. Mm. The hospitality suite in Wimbledon is just... Yeah. Point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about? I don't know. It was a text. So Living it uh, up, Mick. <laughs> We're we, talking about a life we can never live. I know. Yeah, exactly. That's how I spend 80% of my life. Uh, <laughs> we have Masters tea times. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, we should have mentioned Alexander Mitrovic, by the way, getting an eight-game ban for making contact with Chris Cavanaugh. What? He, uh, uh, yeah, eight that's games. That's a bit much. The FA want more. They have uh, announced their intention of appealing that decision, which was met by an independent regulatory body. So the FA want more than an eight-game ban. He's already served uh, one of those. So as things stand, he'll, eight, he'll only be available nuts. for three. That's nuts. Eight, eight is probably about what I'd expect, to be honest. Ah, come on. I, did, I wouldn't go more than eight. What did, did Decanio get? What like, did get for the push? I don't know. It's a fair question. Funniest push of all time. Referee dived. Uh, <laughs> the referee's he he had more respect for himself. Paul Alcock. Pure Harry Kane. <laughs> Paul Alcock. Uh, mm, eight seems like too big. Do you know what? I really feel like that just needs to be absolute no-no. And if Mitrovic is the sacrificial lamb, mm. so be it in a way. You know what I mean? Like, it's, not, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. The Canios was slightly more egregious, but I think that needs to be just absolutely cut out. You know, and without bringing Bruno Fernandes into it, like I know it's a very, it's a different situation with the lines, but I understand. Although I think he should have been banned, I understand why he wasn't. Like if you think about that, like it's just sort of seeping in the sort of like the ability to just kind of give a little shove or give a little move to like it all feeds into the fact that they feel like they can absolutely scream in a referee's face with impunity. Uh, but hang on, with that that's Maybe been happening since like Andy Durso and Old Trafford, you know. That's what happened. Yeah, but to, why did they stomp it out then? Like, you I know, know. I, I think there's no, like, again, we're talking about what, what I want the game to be here, I suppose, in a, a bit too much and too unrelated incidents. But yeah. I think there's no harm got 11 games. Example of that. 11 games, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, Rich. Fire on. Let's get through a few. Yeah, tea times. Uh, Belfast amateur Matthew McLean will be the first Irish golfer out on the opening day of the Masters. The 29-year-old will spend the first two days at Augusta in the company of 2000 champion Vijay Singh and world number 66 Scott Stallings. Shane Larry tees off just after half two on Thursday with Mackenzie Hughes and Thomas Peters. Seamus Power is in the next group out after Larry's and Rory McIlroy's latest attempt to win a first Masters green jacket begins just after, or just before 7pm, pardon me, on Thursday alongside Sam Burns and Tom Kim. The tournament is the first majors we've mentioned of the year at which live golfers can co-mingle with their PGA Tour counterparts and McElroy was asked about that dynamic today. You know, it's not as if I don't see, you know, some of these guys at home on weeks off. You know, I, um, I see Brooks quite a lot. I see DJ quite a lot. Uh, you know, we, we, we sort of all practice at the same place. So, yeah, but as you said, I think the more face time you get with people, the more... Um, comfortable you become in some way um, I think I'm going to go play nine holes with Brooks here in, in a little bit so it's a uh, look and there's there's so many it's a very nuanced situation and there's different dynamics and you know you know it's okay to you know get on with Brooks and DJ and maybe not get on with some other guys that went to there right like it's a you know interpersonal relationships that's just how it goes but uh, you know this is you know, this week in this tournament is way bigger than any of that, I feel. And it's just great that all the best players in the world are together again for the first time in, in what seems to be quite a while. Well, that does add a real element of unmissability to it. Yeah, you, you mentioned this, like, kind of like the end of last year when the live stuff was settling down about how the majors were just going to become this 
incredible sort of like four times a year we get to see these it's just a, it's almost just a pity that Liv is so irrelevant you know that's like these guys have basically disappeared and are playing in this like private tournament that nobody cares about every year and getting paid a fortune for it whereas you know the fact that they do, there is two tours coming together four times a year it's kind of class like you know without getting into the rights and wrongs yeah, yeah. just that part alone uh, Rich Tiger was talking today I think Oof. Richie, have we lost you? Have we lost you, Rich? Interesting. Richie, hello. He hasn't frozen. We can see him, but he just can't see us. I don't think he us. can hear us anymore. Richie! <laughs> uh, we're pretty much out of time anyway. Tiger said it's an, an ev- in inevitability that uh, Rory is going to win the Masters at uh, some stage. He's playing with Victor Hovland, Xander Schauffele, and we'll play the clip if we can, Pete, before we sign off. Uh, he was asked, and this is just in the last hour or so, if he approaches these visits to Augusta as if they could be his very last. Yes, it has. Um, I, I didn't know. I mean, last year was kind of a... Um, didn't know if I was, was going to play again at that time. Uh, for some reason, everything kind of came together. And I kind of pushed a little bit and I was able to make the cut, which was nice. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know how many more I have in me. So the, just to be able to appreciate the, the, the time that I have here and, and cherish the, the memories. Uh, but still, just look at the golf course. It, and it looks like it's been here for over 100 years and it hadn't changed. Each and every year we come here and everything's, you know, everything has changed since I first played here. Um, but it, it it's really neat to be able to to come here and play this golf course and uh, see all the the the, the past champions and, and the, you know I know more guys on on the Champions Tour than I do the regular tour uh, so to, to be able to see them again and and uh, you know catch up with with, with these guys is it's uh, and again look at my my last couple of days playing with Fred I mean it's uh, it's the best I and mean, like, we don't get a chance to play very often I mean he was. He was like my, my, my dad on tour when I first came out here and uh, <clears throat> be able to see him at 63 years old, pumping it out there and having a great time. Uh, it's been the best. See, Pat Cash isn't playing with Tiger in 2023. I miss the old days when you could reliably uh, bet on Fred Couples leading the Masters on a Thursday. First round leader. Oh, <laughs> Freddie, Freddie, Freddie. Freddie, Freddie, Freddie. really are adorable. It's <laughs> <laughs> a deep cut into off the ball history there. Gruel. Ball Harry Winkles. We should just mention, this, this is odd. Is, is Amir Khan, he's blaming shaking hands with people for his positive drugs test? What's the story here, Rich? Could happen to a bishop, Joe. Amir Khan insists he has no idea how he tested positive for a banned substance, resulting in a two-year ban from all sport. The former light welterweight world champion had an anabolic agent called Osterine in his system following his loss to Kell Brook in February of last year. The 36-year-old has accepted the violation of anti-doping rules but denies knowingly taking anything. Speaking to Sky Sports, he was asked if he takes responsibility for the positive test. I, look, I am I very sorry. I have to take some sort of responsibility. Yes, I have to. And the day it's, in my, it's been found in my system but I can honestly say to the public and to everyone out there is something I would never ever do. Um, it's such a tiny amount which was not in any benefit at all. I don't know how it got in there but like I said I should maybe have taken a little bit more precaution maybe made sure that I was uh, I just don't know how it got in there and um, I am very sorry about it. Okay. Um, I'm not too sure of the particulars there so we might uh, look into that more in due course. We are pretty much out of time. Richie thank you very much. 
Thanks, lads. Michael, thank you. Thanks, lads.